Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Food for Thought a podcast on a mission to equip you with all the evidence-based advice that you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, a registered nutritionist, best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, and founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. In each episode, I'll be joined by special guests, all of whom can be considered authoritative voices in health, so that together we can learn fact from fiction and empower the healthiest and happiest versions of ourselves with trusted expert advice. The number of vegans in the UK has quadrupled in recent years, yet turning plant-based can still be daunting for many. Thankfully, the smallest of adjustments can lead to big changes to your health and that of the planets too. This week's Food for Thought sees Zero Waste chef and author Max Lamana and I breathe new energy into plant-based living, sustainability and explore making the most of leftovers typically destined for the bin. Hello, Max. Hello, hello. Nice to, nice to be here. Yeah, nice to have you on the podcast finally. I've wanted to chat to you for such a long time because I feel like you're kind of like the the poster boy for zero waste cooking. And um, I guess what I want to know is, does absolutely nothing really get left behind? Because I think that's what everybody really thinks. Surely there's something at home that hasn't been used. <laughs> oh my God, absolutely. And and thank you for saying that. I. I, I don't feel like I'm 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 the poster boy. I'm just trying to do the best that I possibly can, uh, and and things do slip away. You know, sometimes uh, I I don't see or I'm not managing the food I have in my fridge or in my pantry um, in time. I'm not getting to it in time, and and, and it's uh, sometimes I have to compost it and and put it away. Um, I don't have a what do you call like a rubbish bin. Um, where I'm putting food into. So if I do have scraps of food that I'm not eating, um, that is uh, going to uh, compost. So it is uh, brought into or, or returned to soil or made into new energy. So yeah, some things slip away, but not not that much. 
Yeah, no, it's actually quite reassuring, I think, for our listeners, because a lot of the time, the pressure, I think, that we can put on ourselves. And it's actually quite nice to hear that you compost, though. I do that at home as well. And I've got used to the smell now, actually, whenever I open it to put a new item <laughs> of food in. Um, <laughs> I think... Um, Let's kick off this podcast then by saying the fact that um, vegetables, I guess a lot of people don't think they're terribly exciting. And that's a big problem, especially in the UK. I don't know if you find it the same, because I know you've been fortunate enough to travel quite a bit as well. But you go to show, I think, that this just isn't true. How can people get more creative, Max, without being too complex? I mean, have you ever made a cheese made from beef you know and what i'm and that may sound really crazy and strange why i'm why am i saying this but i can make cheese from cashews i can make cheese from walnuts i can make cheese from uh tofu so with plants um i find it you know i didn't always grow up i didn't always uh i wasn't always vegan or plant-based and uh having a chef or a father and growing up in restaurants and working through restaurants, I was eating meat, I was eating cheese, I was dairy, everything, fish, you name it, I was eating it. Anyway, back to, uh, back to plants. Um, plants uh, give me the opp- opportunity and the, the ability to be very, very creative in the kitchen. And a lot of the food that I cook, um, I, I look at the ingredients um, from, from root to stem, I'm looking at the peelings, I'm looking at the tops of carrots, I'm looking at the potato peelings, I'm looking at the seeds of butternut squash or a pumpkin and finding what can I do with this? Can I be creative with this? And that does, it does take a moment to, to exercise that, that creativeness because we all have that, I think, within all of us. It just takes a moment to go, what can I do with this? And mm. uh, just, I just made a, uh, a pumpkin uh, pumpkin pasta with a uh, sage and walnut crumble. Oh, and yeah. I used the leftover pumpkin seeds, um, roasted them, and then opened them up and then um, cracked them on top of the pasta. So nothing went to waste. Um, so it's, it's just finding, finding that, that creative side uh, to, to be resourceful in the kitchen. That's incredible. I think that really goes to show that anything is kind of possible. Uh, that sounded delicious, by the way. I'm so jealous mm. of, and it's Venetia, isn't it? Your gorgeous wife that gets to eat all the delicious food. Um, you two are the dream team. It's she it's might nice she might hear. not get to it in time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you save some for her, Max. <laughs> um, I think hearing how you grew up though, and trying those things it's really refreshing that you're quite honest and open about that because everybody I don't think the awareness was quite there was it let's say 10 20 years ago in terms of the difference that we can make as individuals to the planet or it wasn't as widespread a message I think Mm. as it is today would you agree with that absolutely we didn't you know there wasn't social media back then Mm. and and now we have that platform to really kind of have it as a soundboard where we're able to just speak and have it reach people all around the world. You know, um, I find that incredible. I find it a very valuable tool. It's just very important what you share and what you, what you speak and, and, uh, create into existence. Um, you know, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, but um, I think it's really important that uh, we there, there have been people <laughs> recycling and composting food waste and making sure that food didn't go to waste 
for you know ever since the, the dawn of man the dawn of woman mm. uh and yeah. it, it's so it's so important that we continue to uh i think cook this way and learn from other people and i'm i'm constantly trying to to learn and and look at other creative ways to to recycle recycle food and, and uh repurpose food and make sure that nothing and I say nothing with air quotes. Nothing goes to waste mm. because um, mm. it's better to eat the food. It's it's traveled. It's it's taken you know uh, labor and packaging and transportation and energy to get on your plate. And if you're just mm. scraping it off your plate into the rubbish bin, then you, you know you're not just wasting food and all the things that came with it, but you're also wasting your money. So be you know be more creative in the kitchen. Yeah, I love that. And I think at the time we're recording this episode, regardless to when everybody listens to this back, we're recording during a national lockdown in the UK. And I think the year of 2020 has definitely seen a resurgence of cooking that I think was missing because our fast paced lives meant a lot more convenience on the go options were out there and everybody was leaning towards them. But I feel like now actually, Max, it's quite a good time for people to, um, you know, get a bit of a spark back in the kitchen because for those people that can't fathom giving up I guess cheese or steak forever I mean you don't need to eat 100% plant-based do you to see the health benefits not at all definitely not and I'm I'm I'll never push anyone or say anyone uh tell anyone to to go vegan or go plant-based my you know my ethos is just eat more plants and create less waste um, and I think people, all people can do that. It's just minimizing the, you know, reducing the, the amount of, you know, maybe it's reducing the amount of meat or the cheese or the milk or, or, or fish. It's just reducing a little bit of that and eating more plants. You'll, I know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a health specialist. I'm not a nutritionist, but I think if you eat more plants and you put more vegetables and more fruit on your plate and, and more, um, more of those more, more of those ingredients on your plate you can you can have a healthier lifestyle I do think Max I mean you've mentioned before you made cheese out of you know nuts and things and although that might seem um, obvious to lots of people that are already plant-based eaters there will be people listening to this thinking what how do you do that um, would, would you say that making the switch then to going plant-based obviously we're not claiming it's going to work miracles and we don't judge food choices on the food for thought platform I don't believe in that I think everybody can make a choice but would you say going plant-based has made you a better cook because you're already you know pretty exceptional and now would you say that's added a level then of creativity that's that's uh that's interesting I I I would say yes but I also I didn't cook as much uh then as I do now uh and when I say then I'm meaning when I wasn't plant-based or vegan. So it, it's <laughs> when I moved out of my parents' parents' house and I was living on my own, I was cooking vegetables and cooking plants because those were like the the less expensive ingredients I could get my hands on. So I was, you know, 20-something living in New York City trying to make it work and, and chase my dreams and aspirations and uh, trying to, you know, save money too. Uh, at, at, you know, uh, while also trying to chase those dreams, like I said, but uh, I definitely now I, I feel very, uh, very creative and, uh, and I enjoy cooking with plants and vegetables. And, you know, when I found out that I can, I can make cheese from, from nuts and from cashews and, or walnuts or almonds, and, and I can do that, that just opened up a whole, a whole door that opened up 
possibilities, endless opportunities. You know, tops of carrots I can make a pesto with. The mm. the peels of uh, the peels of potatoes, which you know m- may not shock anyone, but you can make crisps out of the potato peelings instead of chucking them in the bin. Lay them on a baking sheet, throw them in the oven with a little bit of oil and salt and pepper, and then you'll have crisps. So there's always something to do. There's always something there. I think in my in 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 my uh, experience in the kitchen is that there's always something there. For you to do with the food, yeah, and I think evolutionarily speaking, um, we're actually so lucky. For anybody that obviously consumes animal produce, we're actually quite lucky to even have access to it. Without, there's lots of people that believe that you know we used to have to hunt for these sorts of things, and mm. we now have them at the you know tips of our fingers whenever whenever we wish and we've kind of lost a sense I think or an appreciation perhaps of how precious food is as a commodity and how lucky we are to um to have food so for Mm. our listeners what tips and tricks do you have what would you recommend any good recipes that they can start with at home putting you on the spot a little bit there (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no worries. Uh, I feel like I'm always on the spot whenever I walk into the yes. kitchen. Um, <laughs> I can, I can, I can give a lot of recipes. I can share share a bunch of tips. I think the most important thing for people to do is first and foremost is to plan ahead. I think looking at the ingredients you already have in your fridge or in your cupboard and and make use of those first before you go out to the supermarket and buy more things. Um, I think that's the first and foremost. And uh, make f- make friends with your freezer. Um, so mm. save, save food in your freezer, like the loaf of bread. If you're not going to use the whole entire thing, when you bring it home, save half the loaf, put it in the freezer or the same thing with like bagged spinach, bread and spinach, uh, bagged salads are one of the top most wasted foods in the UK. Five point, what, excuse me, one over 1 million bags of spinach are wasted every single day in the UK <gasps> and 20 no. million slices of bread are thrown away. So we can, we at home, it's our, you know, our duty, but also, you know, because we're, we're talking here and I'm not talking to the government yet. Um, We can do something at home. We have the access. We're buying this food. Let's not waste it. Let's not throw it away. So uh, recipes, think, you know, with leftover bread, if your bread is going, going off or going stale, you can uh, blend your bread into, into crumbs. So you have breadcrumbs. You know, throw that on top of a, a baked macaroni mm. and cheese. You have that nice golden oh, crust layer. If you have, you know, loaf of uh, more loaf of breads, croutons. You can make bread pudding with bag mm. spinach. I usually keep that leftover spinach that I have. If 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 I know that it's, you know, I'm not going to get to it in time. I save it in the freezer. I blend it up into a smoothie later on, or I throw it into a stir fry or a soup. Um, What's another ingredient? Potatoes are another ingredient. So f- mm. almost 5 million potatoes are thrown away every day uh, in the UK, which is just like, oh, I love a spud. I just love yeah. having, you know, a baked potato or uh, having some sort of um, um, a baked dish with the potatoes and maybe a shepherd's pie. Mm. That's what it's I do like with Max, my... The thing is... I mean, in the UK, unfortunately, we've got this misconception. It's interesting you mentioned bread and potatoes, but we have a misconception that carbs are bad for you. And I'm convinced that maybe that plays a role there with that the amount of waste of those items. But yeah, I'm shocked. Maybe. I'm completely blown away by those figures that you just mentioned. So potato and bread are the top two most wasted foods in the UK. So maybe that, maybe that is. Maybe it is the carbs. Or maybe it's also the, the poor storage. So potatoes should be kept mm. in a pool 
dry and well-ventilated uh, space, like maybe your cupboard, instead of keeping them in the fridge or, mm. you know, and, and, and next, if the potatoes are next to, I think, onions, they, 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 uh, they sprout quicker. So people mm. are turned off by the sprouts. So that's one, that's one thing. And then also bread, too. You take it home and you turn your back and all of a sudden it's stale. Um, yeah. So, and maybe it is. I mean, is it the carbs? Uh, this is just it. and I do think <laughs> utilizing the freezer like you said earlier like bread does freeze yeah. so you know I always put it in actually pretty much day I buy it because I know what I'm like and then I can just get out a slice and defrost it when when I need or chuck it in the toaster that kind of thing mm. but I love those ideas thank you for sharing those because that's actually quite inspirational already I'm thinking oh I haven't used breadcrumbs in ages on recipes and I used to put them on avocado as well so it's kind of Ooh. crisp on the outside of an avocado um which I used to like doing. But if we go back to um, when you're opting for a plant-based diet, uh, what have you experienced? Because I know anecdotally, a lot of people say, you know, they feel a bit better, that sort of thing. And obviously, I'm an evidence-based nutritionist, and I like to stick to the facts. But when opting for a plant-based diet, there are, of course, lots of different anecdotal cases of, oh, I feel so much better, or suddenly I feel amazing. But if we discuss other things that are not just health related, what else would you say are the benefits of picking a plant-based diet? What are the positive effects? I, I mean, I've, I went vegan for the first time a little over eight years ago, fell off, went back to eating meat and, and fish and chicken and cheese and everything else that was underneath the sun and then came back to uh, being plant-based about a little over four years ago. At this point in time, I have no idea I, I can't tell the difference between uh, the day to day with with food. I, I you know I'm I feel healthy. I feel I feel strong. I, I you know I can go for a run you know a long run and, and feel you know the next day if I eat eat good food I, I recover. But you know it's not to say that you know being vegan or being plant based is the healthy healthiest of options. You can still drink Coca Cola and and eat you know uh vegan cheesy fries or something and mm. and still live an you know unhealthy lifestyle well do you know what i really appreciate there is you're um staying in your lane first of all but obviously giving you know an insight into different things because i think a lot of confusion comes actually when we hear things that are not grounded in scientific evidence or telling a story is quite inspirational but it can lead people down a dangerous route I think so I think we should maybe steer away from discussing the benefits of a plant-based diet in that way and let's talk about how on earth people are going to start growing veggies in their home because I think um in the city I mean I always lived in a flat without a garden but I'd started to do some balcony plants so perhaps for listeners that um, have a windowsill or they have an allotment maybe or their garden what tips do you have for growing stuff at home just try it just give it a go and try it out <laughs> I think right now and, and and you may be you know um, perplexed by the idea and they think it's there's no way that you're going to be able to do this and you need a veg patch you need an allotment you need a full-size garden to to regrow uh, veggies I've known people to even grow avocados in London in their mm. in their flats. It takes five years to grow an avocado from an avocado pit, but it takes wow. it takes a it takes a long time, and you need the proper a cli- proper climate. But I'm I'm, I'm going to wait another year or two and see where they're at with that avocado <laughs> plant. Um, from for me, I, I try to choose the easiest options. I don't want any, any more. I don't want I don't want it to be hard. I don't want it to be stressful. I just want it to be easy. 
And, you know, some things take some time. So I, I regrow basil. You may say basil. I say basil. Um, <laughs> I'm regrowing basil at the moment. And every time I regrow it, every time I go to the supermarket and I buy, you know, buy a, a bag of um, basil, um, I take off a few of the leaves. I place the root, the, the stem in water and change the water every couple of days. In a few weeks, sometimes within four or five days, roots start to appear very, very slightly, very, very subtly. They'll, they'll start to emerge from the base of the root, base of the stem, mm. excuse me. And uh, I've replanted basil during the summer where, you know, warmer weather, warmer climate, for the UK at least, for these basil <laughs> leaves. And I've done that before. So, and the same thing can, can uh, be done with uh, coriander, uh, with uh, parsley, with mint, you can regrow ginger. You can plant, you know, a thumb-sized piece of ginger, uh, soak it in water for 24 hours overnight, 24 hours, and then place it uh, in soil and just water it every day. Just water a little bit every day, and you'll start to have a shoot of uh, ginger emerge from the um, from the soil. Um, and there's all the sorts of tips and tricks uh, like uh, wow. regrowing ginger and onions and pineapples and avocados. What else can yeah. you grow? Mushrooms. You can regrow mushrooms. Uh, at home and all these tips and tricks are are in my cookbook um also yeah. i've done a series with bbc earth and uh, mm. i highlight a few foods that you can regrow at home especially during you know this crazy time that we're living in that's so cool there's something quite magical it's almost like the beauty of life <laughs> you know re reborn again it's um it's really quite inspiring, Max, and I think it's really something our listeners can take on board. I'm going to have to listen back. To that. Oh, no, but I've got a copy of your book, so I can find it in the book. But for everybody listening back, um, just make some notes on what we just discussed there, and then you can start as well from something that you've got left over. It's, it's brilliant. Let's um, now veer the conversation, Max, into uh, plastic. I suppose we have to bring it mm. up on this podcast. Um, when mm. you go shopping... So much of it, you mentioned like bagged spinach and things, is unrecyclable packing. Mm. How can we get around this? What can we do? Or what do you think we can do? Well, I, there was a couple of years where I was not consuming plastic or bringing plastic into my life. I think that's unavoidable. You can't avoid plastic. It is a reliable instrument or uh, ingredient or uh, option that we, we use, you know, for food, for food protection and safety and, and so many things. Um, I, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, uh, say that plastic is the best thing that, that there is. It, it's also, it has its side effects and it has its negative impact on the environment as well. Uh, you know, we should be pressuring our government. We should be speaking to our government because also, um, I'm gonna and I'm gonna veer off a little bit now. The top 100 companies in the world create 70, 71 percent of the global carbon emissions, and that's not us from just having a bag of salad, having spinach in our in our home. We're not create. We're not uh, creating uh, heavy amounts of carbon uh, into the atmosphere. So. There's things that we can do. There's the small things we can do by opting and not choosing plastic, you know. But if it's there and it's accessible and, you know, I'll go into Sainsbury's or Tesco and I see, 
you know, the, there's a bin that's, you know, uh, re a, a reduced section. And I see a bag of spinach in there. I'm going to grab that bag of spinach and, 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 and go home with it. Because you know what? They're not going to compost this. They're not going to remove it from the plastic bag and empty it out. And for a head of lettuce, if it's wrapped in, it doesn't matter if it's wrapped in plastic or not. But if a head of lettuce enters a landfill, it's embalmed for decades at a time. For 25 years, that head of lettuce will be decomposing over time. And while it's decomposing, it's emitting a greenhouse gas called methane. You may say methane. Mm. I say methane. Mm. So this, the food that we consume and the food that is left over in the supermarkets, again, like I said, are embalmed for decades at a time. It takes a long time for food to decompose. And if that head of lettuce was taken out of its plastic bag and composted in a in a, in a, on a farm or in our back gardens and our compost heap, that head of lettuce would take a month, two months, three months to mm. decompose into rich soil, rich fertilizer. And for it to sit in a land for, for 25 years, this is, this is a fact. You can find it online. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's, the, it's the better option of, if, if, of choosing that and choosing that than, than saying, you know what, I'm not going to do it. But but then I get, but then again, we need we also need to do something. We need to speak up. We need to tell our supermarkets that we want a better option. We want package free options. And then, you know, there's there are supermarkets that have package free aisles. Mm -hmm. But this isn't accessible for everyone. So what what can we do? And I think speaking up and standing up and writing to our government, writing to our our um, MPs, and letting them know what we want. This is the time yeah. to speak up and stand up for what we want and what's right for us and for the planet. Yeah, I like what you said there as well, how it's not accessible for everyone. First of all, those mm. those facts are very enlightening. And I think it takes small changes to make a big result. And that's what that's what I hope that our listeners will take away from this episode, is that if you have the power to pick plastic-free sometimes in the supermarket, then do it. If you have the ability to get a compost in and just do it because councils do come and pick up compost you know you can put it outside the front and they'll, they'll actually take it if you don't have a garden for you and obviously check the local council boroughs because I believe they're different I'm not an expert in that area at all but I, I do think that it doesn't have to be a huge grand gesture sometimes these little things can make a difference and like Max said the government aren't suddenly going to change um, everything overnight and it's not an option for people that are living in different circumstances so if you're able to please do what about best before dates then because I think that's very confusing I know nutritionally um obviously they're there for a reason I can speak from a public health perspective um that of course you know there's, you don't get sick there's all the different groves of bacteria there's legislation involved here but actually they're just a guide aren't they <laughs> yeah what do you think about how food is thrown out all the time yeah, food, food, <laughs> food's always thrown out, and the government make it, I think, difficult for us to understand sometimes. And I'm sometimes confused. Best before, used by, uh, it, it, all these labels and all these, you know, uh, titles on the on on our bags of on our produce, and and I'm so confused mm -hmm. sometimes um, that I it, ha I it takes me a moment to, uh, un you know, realize. Okay, that's what that means. So for best before, like you know, it, it's it's not about uh, the the quality, but it's more about this the it's it's about quality and not safety mm -hmm. and and it, and the food might be safety after this date, but it's it may not be its best, right? So 
what I what I tend to do, and I see, and I'm keeping an eye on. You know, uh, I'm always checking. I'm smelling, and I think the best thing the best thing to do is to use your senses. Smell the food, possibly taste the food, touch the food, see if it's you know if it's slimy and gross. I don't know if I want to be eating that. If it smells rancid or smells sour, I don't know if I want to eat that. But use your senses, you know. So I think that's the best thing. But also, if it's the best before. It means that it's going to be better. It's going to, the, the quality is going to be uh, better before. Afterwards, you can still eat it, but maybe save the food, maybe freeze it. But but then again, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm walking backwards now because uh, I'm 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 speaking to you. So, mm. what do you think is the best? Well, th- no, I completely agree. I, I think that as human beings, we've been very conditioned to live a life via exact timings rules structure dates everything very number orientated and actually we've lost touch of first how to eat our food mindfully and being aware of our produce of where it comes from which also relates to best before date so I, I sit in on the fence here in a way because I know they're there for a reason especially you, know, you have to be very careful with these things if you're pregnant for instance I know I had to be particularly careful about produce I consumed but on the flip side if we all knew if we all just smelled, um, let's use uh, milk as an example, people that consume milk, if you smelled it, you wouldn't know when it's off um, very quickly. And I don't think people actually do that anymore. I, th- I don't think we, we know the senses when it comes to food. So, And in fact, things like mm-hmm. eggs in particular are often okay. I think there's that traditional test that your mum may have showed you where you put eggs in the water if they sit to the bottom or this kind of... Um, <laughs> All these old wives' tales, but things that ring are true, actually, and are worth um, valuing. But we've discussed recyclable yeah. packaging, what we can do. We've discussed best before dates may need to be taken with a pinch of salt. So, Max, how achievable is zero waste in terms, I don't know, maybe a percentage or a, um, what are your thoughts on it? A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hmm. Again, I think this, I, I, I've switched gears um, in, the last, uh, in the last year, uh, being, you know, zero waste and and. And I, I had the conversation with a friend earlier. I said, zero waste is not 
attainable. You cannot be 100% zero waste. Me speaking to you right now, you know, we're at home. I'm, I'm speaking, uh, you know, I have a headset, I have a computer. All this material, all this, this technology comes from somewhere. And I have to plug this computer in afterwards and that is energy. And that's, you know, and, and I have, you know, um, a, a great uh, energy provider that uses renewable energy. But not everyone has that. And, you know, the food that we consume, the food that we that that comes into our country, comes into the UK, comes from all around the world. And so, you know, you may say you're zero waste or you may want to be zero waste, but I don't think it's I think zero waste is a hook. It's a hook to get people to, you know, look at you and go, huh, what is this? Uh, and gives people an, an opportunity to to look at their own choices and look what they're how they're living. But I don't think it's achievable and attainable for everyone. And, you know, it, it may be for some and some people may think it's all great and dandy to to be, you know, minimalist and to be a zero waste. And, and I don't want to confuse people. I'm in the kitchen. I'm low waste in the kitchen or zero waste in the kitchen when it comes to when it comes to cooking. Um, I still buy, you know, I'm buying food that comes in packaging, but it's, I try to do the best I can. And certainly in this, in this crazy time that we're living in this strange time, life and life has presented itself to me and life has said, look, take your time, go slower, enjoy, enjoy life, enjoy the things you, 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 you bring into your life. And, not, and that's not to say I'm going to buy everything that's wrapped in plastic mm-hmm. because I don't think that's the smartest choice either. So, you know, if I have the opportunity, I have the chance, I'm going to go to a farmer's market. I'm going to go online and look at what farmer's markets are available and speak to the farmers, know how they're, you know, are you spraying, are you spraying the food with pesticides? You know, I'm doing my bit. I'm getting to know my farmers because I think, you know, a little side note, I think the energy you put into the food for these people who are farming our food too, we want to know that they're putting, you know, love and care into the food because that I think also comes back to mm. us when we consume. So if we're buying food from across the world, how do we know who the heck is handling our food and are they handling our food with care and love? You know, I don't want to be sound hippie and dippy, but I think it's important that we treat the food that we have that comes into our, into our bodies with respect and care. And, you know, when we come home from the supermarket, don't just throw your food out on the ground. Put it out, take it out, clean it out, <laughs> clean it out, clean your food. Um, so it's um, back to zero waste. Yeah, it's not achievable. It's not attainable for everyone. And I think the best thing and the most important thing is do the best you can and take small steps. Those are small yeah. steps are going to create bigger changes. And when you feel like you've made those small changes and you've made bigger, m- bigger impacts in your community and in your circle and your family and friends, time to speak up a little louder and speak to the people who are in charge, like the people who are governing this country and who are governing our food. And, and it's, time to, it's time to wake up the nation. Yeah, 100%. I, oh gosh, I mean, that's a good actual point. I think everything you've just said, I'm, I'm digesting it. And I think all our listeners will be as well. I'm going to take some questions from our listeners for you now, Max. I think it's quite appropriate um, on that note. Um, so we all get the conversation going and we can give them some tips and tricks to get started so we can treat sure. everything in a different way. Um, right, Penelope has asked a question that I think everybody would love your thoughts on. Is organic really worth the price? Mm-hmm. Hey, Penelope. 
is organic worth the price? Yes and no. So I actually, I don't know if it's here, but maybe the clean 15 and the dirty dozen. Do you have that report here in the UK? So we don't have, no, the impact in the same... The Dirty Dozen's definitely not here. Um, okay. It's a bit touch and go here in the UK, but share what you know and we'll, we'll go through after. Well, I'd like... When it comes to produce, I like to choose organic when impo- when, when impossible. So, um, you know, certain ingredients like tomatoes and apples, you know, bagged spinach or leafy greens. I want to make sure that that is... Uh, that that they're organic because I, I believe they, they have, you're going to be eating most, most likely the skin of that ingredient. So um, they're going to be sprayed. If they are sprayed, they're going to be sprayed with chemicals. So I try to choose organic when impossible. And I think organic can be worth the price. Um, again, I think it's all, all in your head too. Sometimes I think you can feel better and feel good when you know that you've put your money towards food because that is nutrition that is fuel for the body and i think you know if you can start with one one ingredient that you choose choose organic for one ingredient mm-hmm. and stick to that until you can work up into you know living you know or or having more organic options again you can yeah. go back to re, you can go to regrowing your food you know or use the entire ingredient for something else so regrow your food so you don't have to choose go to the supermarket and spend money you can you can use the free option right there of regrowing your food i love that because actually i think it's the the price is the problem i think and actually nutritionally speaking we have the research not that different but when it comes to the environment and perhaps the the whole chain that's involved of getting that food to your door, mm. then actually, yeah, we do need to be doing something there. So that was a very good question. I like that um, discussion that was raised there. So Lily has said, what's the one recipe to serve a meat eater to help them turn plant-based? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Lily, my favorite meat lover dish is my bolognese my spaghetti bolognese Mm. i think there's nothing better than having a rich hearty warm dish of just pasta carbs bring on the carbs and (laughs) having a bolognese so what i like to do and this this may shock some people is adding walnuts and mushrooms Mm. or eggplant into the sauce um, and I soak the, I soak my walnuts, <laughs> I soak the walnuts for a little bit and then add them to the sauce, but the walnuts give it a crunchy texture. Um, and, and it has that, that with the protein and the, the fat, I think that that is what you're craving, that texture and that fattiness. I think that is a great option. Oh, look, my father and my brother are not plant-based, but they, uh, whenever I cook this dish or whenever they make this dish, they're absolutely you know head over heels um loving this dish so there's loads of options out there in in the supermarkets if you're not wanting to cook uh from plants so there's beyond meat and impossible burger and there's tons of options so go to your you know your local supermarket and look for those those uh those those foods but meat lever (laughs) meat levers meat lovers (laughs) will love these options Yeah, no, I love that. And you were right, all those healthy fats, walnuts are particularly rich in omega-3 as well, which is um, a crucial fatty um, acid, one of the uh, polyunsaturated fatty acids we need for good cognition and a healthy brain, a healthy heart. So let's get those in. And that does move to our fact or fiction round, Max. Again, on the spot here, 
Are you ready? <laughs> oh gosh, I'm. I've been waiting for this moment. Let's go. Okay, here we go. If you can answer fact or fiction to the following questions: Number one, you can be an unhealthy vegan. <laughs> fact. <laughs> Number two, over seventy percent of the food we throw away could have been eaten. Fact. Number three, you'll not get enough nutrients on a plant-based diet. You can't get enough nutrients on a plant-based diet. Mm. Who's who? The heck said that? That's a, that's <laughs> you can't get enough. Uh, what is that? So that's fiction. There you go. Um, veganism is the most effective way to curb climate change. Mm. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Love that. Getting enough protein on a vegan diet is hard. Uh, fiction. You'll lose muscle going vegan. <laughs> fiction. It's all the ones you probably hear all the time. If you go plant-based, you need to eat more food. Fa uh, fiction. Recycling is pointless because it ends up in landfill anyway. Ooh. That there, there is some. There, there is a, that is a fact. There is, uh, I think, like ninety percent or ninety something, like ninety-one percent of the, the the recycle recyclables that we we put out to the curb that that end up being picked up uh, uh, never really end, ever get recycled. So yeah, it's going to landfill. And number um, the last one, uh, veganism isn't suitable for children. I mean, I'm 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 no longer a child, and and nor do I have any. Um, is is it not suitable for children? I think that's fiction. That was a good fact or fiction round. We got you thinking there. And yeah. Oh, you did. <laughs> it's hard because um, the reason why we do the max is because there's never a lot of the time. I mean, some are obviously a fact or fiction, but so many things are offense, aren't they? You can't say yes mm. or no to so many things. Uh, and that does, unfortunately, nearly wrap up the episode. But with every guest, we finish with a food for thought. And I'll kick off ours today by saying that I think what really hit home to me throughout our discussion, Max, is the fact that I think we have become a nation, well, in most cases, of course, there are still areas of deprivation, but a nation of plenty. And that's what's so sad, because so many still go hungry and we do suffer from malnutrition here in the UK. Just around last year, we wasted a staggering £9.7 billion on food. And this is an astronomical amount and a sum that could be drastically reduced. And this food could go to others who, who need it. And in a time where food banks need our support, I would just urge people to try and um, give those as well. And perhaps the top tip I would take away is everyone could have a compost um, bin in their house. I think... What can inspire us all is the realisation that we do have the ability to make these small changes and that they they will have a big lasting impact um, long term. But I guess that's my food for thought. Max, if you could leave our listeners with a take home message, something you're particularly passionate to get across, um, what would that be? Yeah, you touched on it lightly too, um, with giving back and the donations and the food banks, with the holidays approaching and with uh, the, the government finally deciding uh, that they will provide free meals to children in the UK during the holidays and no one goes hungry. This is important and we can't stop here. 
Um, I say we because I believe there's other listeners out there too who are also on the same mission to help and feed people and, and make sure that food doesn't go to waste. So mm. um, let's continue to do this. Let's not just stop. This needs to continue. We need to drastically reduce the amount of food that we are wasting and it could start with one bag of spinach. It can start with one banana. It can start with one potato and work your way towards reducing less and less and less in your life. So then, you know, if, if it does come down, um, you, you can, you'll end up saving more money and you can also donate that food too. So, but I think we need to, we need to take um, those steps uh, in our own personal lives and help others in need too. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Max. It's been so lovely chatting to you today and I, I've, I've been quite inspired to be honest as well to get back in the kitchen a bit more and get a bit more creative I think and I want to spread a bit more awareness where I can that's where I hope this podcast will help so where can our listeners go to find out more about you and you mentioned the books earlier and the programs that you you feature on where can our listeners go? Yeah you can find me in a bulk section in Whole Foods I'm usually there just scooping out some hemp seeds and cashew nuts you can find me there you can find me online i'm max lamana on on social media uh you can send me an email look go on my website uh and then i you know go and look out for my book more plants less waste but um i hope everyone who's listened uh has enjoyed this this podcast and uh has uh possibly made some small changes or they will make some small changes in their life I I hope so too, Max. Thank you so much for coming on Food for Thought. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll absolutely love what's coming next week. So make sure that you click subscribe to be the first to hear it. And if you have the time too, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review so that we can reach higher highs in the charts. And hopefully that will help us reach more and more people. For more information about my nutrition clinic, the books, healthy recipes, and so much more, please do visit retrition.com. And you can follow me on social media at Retrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.